Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for tuning in while we discuss the shit show that we call the Orioles. Anything on your mind? FullCountChaos at gmail.com. I'd love for you guys to reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good shit. I want to thank Armchair, AllAmericans.com. It's a sports media network. Uh, They just brought me on. I am now a part of Armchair Sports Media Network. I appreciate it. You can check them out, armchairallamericans.com. Again, that's armchairallamericans.com. And you can check them out on Twitter, at A-C-A-L-L-Americans. Just Google Armchair Americans, and there they are. Great website for all the sports you need, basically. Any scores, news, media, trending topics, they'll take care of you guys. Before we get started. Just want to remind you, if you like me, if you have a little 411 on which team you think is going to win no matter what sport it is, maybe do a little gambling, win some money on your sport expertise, head over to MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. That's MyBookie. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. When you visit MyBookie online today, don't forget, use the promo code ARMCHAIR25. Again, that's ARMCHAIR25, because when creating your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. Listen up. You play, you win, you get paid. It's that easy. Check it out. MyBookie. Once over likely spick and span, it's grand. (laughs) So doing this podcast over the past year, I like to bring up Gary Thorne, and people reach out to me all the time and say I think it's pretty funny how you do bring up Gary Thorne at least once or twice in every episode. I can't help it. Fascinated with the guy. I think it's hilarious how many calls, uh, whether it's strikes and balls or what kind of pitch it is or whether it's a, a home run or foul ball or who's coming up the bat, he just how many times he botches the call. And nobody corrects him. I mean, for God's sakes, when the Orioles played with uh, the, the year they played in Camden Yards with no, nobody there because of the riots in Baltimore... Gary Thorne just blurted out this is because of the black guy that got shot. No, not not even close of what happened. <laughs> I mean, the guy just doesn't pay attention when he's calling a game. So what we're going to start doing, and I have foot soldiers out there who's going to help me every every week. We're going to get together, and I want to get you guys involved too. You can send me a message on Twitter, fa- uh, Facebook, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Anytime you're watching a game, anything he botches, whether he calls a, uh, it was a fastball, but he says it's a changeup, whether it was a knuckleball and he says a fastball and it was down low, but he says up high, I want you to keep track. Send me a little notification, and we're just going to see how many he botches throughout the week, and every week we'll discuss and talk about it, and halfway through the year we'll do an over-under, where if you guess exactly how many times he fucks up a call, who knows, maybe I'll give uh, the winner, I'll give away something. 
I don't know yet. But just something new I'm going to do, because why not? I bring him up all the time. I Look, I've had friends that have met him. I've mentioned this before. He was a very polite guy. He was willing to take a picture. Very nice guy. But my God, Gary, it's getting worse. So I figured, why not? Just start a segment every week. We'll talk about it. So keep track. If you see something that Gary did and you want to join in, let me know about it. I'll put it on the list and we'll talk about it. Everybody pop your champagne, celebrate, everybody get up and dance. Get on the dance floor because Chris Davis has finally got a base hit. He is on first base. I'm actually recording the show right now as he hit the base hit. So congratulations, Chris Davis. You're one for 55. (laughs) I mean, we're happy for the guy, but bottom line is he still stinks. And I hope this means that he's going to start getting on base. The only time you're going to hear Red Sox fans celebrate when the opposing team gets a base hit. And it was a two RBI hit. Congratulations, Chris Davis. I just <laughs> felt sorry for the guy. I the, the emotions of being angry, the moments of saying, boo, Chris Davis, make sure you, he knows that he stinks. It passed. I woke up one morning. I'm like, you know what? I just feel bad for the guy, regardless of how much money he makes. I saw a lot of tweets out there of people putting together math of how much he makes per swing and miss, per per bat, per game, per hour. We get it. He makes a lot of money. He's a millionaire. Good for him. Before the contract, he earned it. Now, not so much. But I think it doesn't matter what he does for the remaining years of his career. He's always going to be remembered as a guy who broke the record going 0 for 54. Before that, it was 0 for 47. Back in 2011, or no, 0 for 46. And Lee's Pint and Shell restaurant down in Canton, I think it is, they're having a two-hour open bar. So head down there, or I'm acting like this is a live radio show. (laughs) I I think it's when he actually gets a base hit. But I'm uh, seeing friends of mine on Facebook and Twitter talking about how they're running down there. And there's other places around Baltimore who's doing that as well. I didn't realize there's a lot of places... (laughs) For when Chris Davis gets a base hit, open bar or free burgers or whatever it is, or just celebrating. You know, they did that last year, too, for Chris Davis all over Baltimore places, giving away free drink for the same thing. And this year, two years in a row, one of the reasons why I start feeling sorry for the guy, if somebody walked up to me at my job and said, hey, just to give you a heads up, uh, the company is going to give out free drinks when you stop sucking at your job. Be like, oh man, that's gonna, uh, that's a bad day. And you think Chris Davis when they're like, oh, players don't pay attention to that. They don't pay attention to what fans say. And say, yes, they do. Absolutely, they do. Just the right thing to say when they're like, well, I don't pay attention to that. I just focus on trying to do well. They know damn well all of this is going on. So you just feel bad for the guy, and it's mental. It's it's completely mental. It's all in his head. It's like erectile dysfunction. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> you know. Probably 99% of the guys who go to the doctors and get that little blue pill, they really don't have it. It's just that first time it happens, you're like, oh, fuck. So every time you try to do the dirty deed, that's probably one of the first things you think about. Like, oh, man, don't let this happen again. You don't need medicine. It's just all in your head. You got to get past that somehow. Same thing with uh, Davis hitting. Doesn't matter how many times he puts on a tee. Doesn't matter how many times he goes down in the cage and hits batting practice. It's all in his head. And today, Davis may have a couple RBIs, might be helping out the team. Maybe he will start uh, getting more base hits, but unless he gets past whatever it is that's going on upstairs in his head, he's going to continue to shit the bed. People are 
all over Twitter right now. Streak is over. Well, let's hope this streak doesn't start up again because a lot of people, I'm sure the manager, everybody's still thinking this could happen again any time now. And I hope it doesn't. Okay, $161 million or not. It, it was sag what the poor guy was going through. People all over the country were talking about it. I mean, Boston fans last night, Friday night, were chanting MVP when Chris Davis came up to bat. Boston fans, such dicks. Now, Nate, not all Boston fans. I don't know. I've met a lot of them, and I've never walked away going, you know what? That Boston fan was real level-headed. Good guy. No, I remember walking away being like, yeah, that guy was a dick. But when Chris Davis got the hit, they did give him a, I guess, Bronx cheer. <laughs> oh, Chris. Here's what's funny. And I, I say, some people may say, no, it's a serious matter. No, it's funny to me that first we have the wrong Chris Davis. <laughs> Chris Davis with a K is lighting it up. The guy hit 14 home runs before Chris Davis got a hit this year. <laughs> it's a, a complete shit show. That guy, Chris Davis, is lighting it up. He's on pace to hit like 90 home runs. <laughs> that was Hey, that was Davis back in 2013, right? So I'm happy to see that Chris Davis got a hit. Now, <clears throat> people around the league, like on MLB Network, Fox Sports, they were all talking about it. It was really obviously becoming a thing because Davis not only broke the record, but it's a guy who uh, used to be the most feared batter in all of baseball, he was in the Home Run Derby a few years ago. So a lot of people are starting to make it a segment of their show. And I thought it was interesting what Nick Swisher said. And this was before, obviously, he got a base hit. But these are what ex-players are were starting to say about Chris Davis. I mean, Jim Palmer basically said the same thing. But here you go. Take a listen. I guess what, what's so hard for me to understand is he was such a dominant player. Mm. right? He signs this big contract. And then what bothers me most is his is the ability not to make an adjustment, right? Not to make a change. You're seeing these swings just like all of us are, and it looks exactly the same as it was last year. This dude hit 168 last year. That's the lowest recorded batting average for an everyday player ever, right? So if that's the case, wouldn't you try to come back and make some adjustments to get yourself ready in a game where now these guys are throwing 100 miles an hour like it's going out of style? So everybody was seeing the same thing around the league, right? Chris Davis wasn't making much change. And again, Jim Palmer said it last year when Thug Life, <laughs> the way he said it, just put him on full blast. Smoke weed every day. But I'm hoping, seeing Chris Davis have a couple base hits today, I'm hoping this is something that he's, uh, I don't know, that he changed up. I don't see any change in his swing. I just see that the pitcher made a really bad mistake. And again, I'm not trying to kick him while he's down. But again, I, look, I'm just going to say congratulations, Chris Davis. I'm glad to see he got a base hit. He plays for the Orioles. I love the Orioles. Happy for you, Chris. And he was probably, it was kind of a blessing for Chris Davis on how bad the Oriole pitchers are. They are pitching like complete dog ass because they're about to break a record. In the first 15 games of the Orioles season 2019 they've given up a home run every game now in 2009 the Phillies did it for 16 games straight that was a year after they won the World Series but Orioles are right on pace they just need one more one more game and I see a lot of people complaining on Twitter about how small Camden Yard Stadium is I get it that's been a complaint forever I mean but when Manny Machado and John Scope and, and Chris Davis was hitting home runs wasn't too much of a problem 
But even when they were hitting home runs, I've said it too. I wish Camden Yards would do something. And that left field, it's like routine pop-ups. Go in the left field, and then it's like five rows back. You're like, what the hell just happened? But Camden Yards are not. It's ridiculous how many home runs the Oriole pitchers have given up. They could be pitching in a damn golf range and still give up home runs. So it doesn't matter what they do to Camden Yards. Bleacher Report uh, put out an article a few years ago, the easiest ballpark to hit a home run in in MLB. Uh, Number one was Coors Field, but number four, Camden Yards. So obviously uh, Camden Yards in the top five easiest ballparks to hit. I think we all knew that, how I thought it was. I mean, Coors Field in Colorado makes sense, but could have sworn Camden Yards was next for number two. Uh, Who was number two on that list? Chicago White Sox, Cellular Field. Uh, Number three, Cincinnati, Great American Ballpark, four Camden Yards, of course. Number five, Rangers, six, Yankee Stadium, seven, Milwaukee. But anyway, so obviously Camden Yards, one of the smallest ballparks in all of baseball. So when you're a pitcher, it's tough. When you suck at pitching, it's really tough. And that's what's happening right now. The Orioles have allowed 40 home runs this season, or 39. I think that one Cashman just gave up was the 39th. 14 more than any other team. Orioles pitching has allowed 49 runs scored in the seventh inning or later in 14 games. And then last week, playing the Yankees, they hit 14 home runs in the series. Seven on Sunday. You gotta be kidding me. That's fucking ridiculous. They bent the Orioles over and had their way. Gave them a big old spanking. The bullpen surrendered 53 earned runs and 54 total in 62 and a third innings. I mean, we already got position players pitching. Sunday game, Alberto last week had to pitch. The Yankees completely destroyed the Orioles 15-3, to but those games are going to happen. That's just part of sports. Look, when the Yankees uh, were playing the Red Sox in 2004 when they blew the 3-0 lead in the playoffs, that was fantastic to watch. But they got beat by the Indians back in 04, 22 to nothing, and the Yankees are still one of the best teams in the league. It's going to happen. That's just part of the game. I mean, look what happened Monday. Orioles come out. They win 12-4. to Cedric Mullins hits a little league home run. <laughs> Almost caught up to Sucre, who was on second base. And like I've said, no matter where Sucre hits in the stadium, he's only going to get a single. So that was funny to see. And, uh, you know, the MLB Network was timing Cedric Mullins from home to third on how fast these guys are. I think it was like 10.9 seconds. <laughs> This past Monday, it was good to see Richie Martin finally hit against the A's. Now, he played, he used to play for the A's, and you see that a lot. The player uh, goes against their old team, and they, you know, go three for four with two home runs and have a great night to prove to him, ah, you shouldn't have got rid of me. But I didn't think Richie Martin could hit a ball faster than 90 miles per hour. And he still concerns me. He still, it seems like he has trouble catching up to those fastballs right down the middle. I, I think the guy struck out 15 times in his last, like, 38 at-bats. That's not good. He, you can't. I understand he's got a great glove, but you got to hit the ball to be able to be in a major league lineup. Come on, Richie, work on it. <laughs> I know he tunes in. Got to see Rodney come out. He used to pitch for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Used to throw 99 miles per hour, and then that nasty 83 changeup. Nobody could hit it, but it it got me feeling old. You know, you see these pitchers who used to throw 98, 99 miles per hour. As much as you didn't like him, you sure respected him. And, and Rodney was one of the f- fun pitchers to watch. I used to hate that bow and arrow bullshit every time he got a save. But watching how he pitched, it was just fun to watch. But he comes out. It's 12-4. to 4, The A's bring him out. He's throwing 92, top speed. 
I'm like, oh, man. It just makes me feel old. You know, all these players who used to be the shit throwing 100 miles per hour. You see them throw 90. They're getting old. You know, you're getting old. I don't know. I think I'm going through a situation. I'm probably a year or two away from buying a red convertible, getting some highlights in my hair. I don't know. All my friends' kids are, like, graduating high school. I know my parents are getting older. Everybody's parents that I know, it's really sad, like, passing away. I, I don't know. Going through a moment in my life. So, <laughs> seeing a guy like Rodney come out and he's having trouble getting above 92 miles per hour, you're like, oh, Jesus. Some of you tuned in right now might be getting a few business cards for a good therapist. Man, Nate, sound like you're going through some hard times. <laughs> I don't know. It's part of life. Well, then we went on to Tuesday. You know, the Orioles are feeling good. They win 12-4. to I run home, had a lot going on that day. Tuesday, I wanted to come home, see the game, said, hey, the Orioles looking good. They scored 12 runs. Normally, that means that they won't score for like two weeks. <laughs> but it's a different team. And I get home, microwave my food because I had to heat it up a little bit, pour a nice cold drink, sit down, boom, five to nothing. What the hell happened? Orioles already losing. I tune in to see Alberto having trouble throwing over to first from third. And I hope somebody, hope Hyde pulled Jose Flores, a third base coach, aside and said, what the fuck were you thinking? Sending Richie Martin home from third when, look, you never send anybody home when Loriano has the ball in his hand as the runner's touching third. I mean, the guy throws like 100 miles per hour from center field. You just don't do it. Could have been bases loaded, no outs. So then Mancini, one of the hottest batters, on the Orioles, one of the hottest batters in the American League, could have came up to bat, no outs, bases loaded. Instead, throws him out at home, then try a double steal. Before you know it, there's two outs, one guy on base. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I don't know why they tried to steal Rickard. He can't steal bases. He's had 16 combined stolen bases going back four years. So he's not a big base stealer. I don't know what that was. I did like seeing Evan Phillips come out uh, the Tuesday night. Throwing 95, little movement on the ball. Breaking ball looks better. I even heard uh, uh, Jim Palmer giving him props on the breaking ball. And with Cobb on the DL, Carnes is out. Trout's in April, folks. We are going to see it live. Trout's April, May, and June with the pitching. Hopefully get to see some young kids. Blyer comes in. Seventh inning on Tuesday. Shits the bed. Gives up a home run to start the inning. He looks rough. He's hurt again. Still didn't see him 100%, obviously, when now knowing he's injured. Then Miguel Castro comes in. He can't pitch for dog shit right now. Castro has been scored upon in his last four outings. That's not good, Castro. Get your shit together. Then Wednesday, 5 to nothing before the fourth inning is over. Here we go again. Dan Straley comes out and pitches, who he shouldn't be in the majors. If you can only throw a maximum speed of 90 miles per hour, which I completely understand there's a lot of pitchers in the league who can, but the thing with those kind of pitches, you have to be perfect where you place your pitches. Perfect. Dan Straley is not perfect when he throws his pitches. Fat pitches, 90 miles per hour. Even the ace players before the game said that they know Dan Straley's not going to be blowing fastballs by him, so they're, they're just going to be patient, wait for their pitch. He threw three innings, five earned runs, eight hits. And then I saw someone retweet after the game, uh, Dan Straley's stats, four and two-thirds innings, 10 earned runs, 10 hits, two walks, four home runs, zero strikeouts. Holy hell. 
and he's going to be starting for the Orioles again. Josh Rogers, he comes out, shits the bed, giving up two run home runs. Oh, my God. This pitching's rough, man. Then, of course, Thursday, uh, Orioles lose 8-5. to five. Bundy, five innings pitch, seven hits, six earned runs, eight strikeouts, which was really great to see. It's unfortunate. It's really odd. You have eight strikeouts. He gets through, like, the fourth inning. Everything's good to go, and then all of a sudden, boom, shit in the bed. Time to go to the bullpen, Bundy. He's another guy. He, got, he has to be perfect with his pitches. No longer can throw 97 anymore. He's injured, too. There were shoulder injuries. Sometimes you just don't come back 100%. The rest of your career, it's just part of the game. It's what happens. But he has to be perfect every pitch. I mean, the Orioles made it a game. They're they're fighting. You know, once they get on base, you never know what's going to happen with these guys. And then Friday, they go out to Boston, of course. Boston just salivating. That's what they need. Red Sox have not been playing that well. We've been hearing, oh, the worst in the league. Their, Their pitching is terrible. Guys, they won the World Series a couple months ago. Everybody just cool out, relax, calm down. Who cares? They're going to get their shit together, but boy, the Orioles coming in at the right time for the Red Sox. So the Red Sox win uh, Friday night. Final score. I forgot what the final score was Friday. Oh, yeah, 6-4. to four. Orioles made it a game again. They, they fight back. They do have fight in them. Oh, boy. Well, and then uh, today, as I'm recording the podcast, Chris Davis, congratulations, gets a base hit. Hopefully the Orioles can pull this one out. They're winning right now. It's a thing about uh, doing the podcast. Sometimes I record Friday, Saturday night, Sunday. I don't know when, but I just kind of had a hunch Chris Davis might get a base hit, and I, and I didn't want to upload a podcast of like 20 minutes just going off about how Chris Davis hasn't gotten a hit, and he never will. He's going to go for 0 for 70, and then by the time I upload the the podcast. I almost thought about recording Sunday to see if the Orioles pitching ties the record for 16 games in a row, giving up home runs. Who knows? <laughs> it's the trouble when you're doing a podcast on a team who could possibly break all these bullshit records. You just got to wait patiently to see what they do. So I don't know. I thought it was good. I just hold off so I can I know Chris Davis tunes into the podcast, so I wanted to wait to make sure to give him a uh, congratulations. <laughs> the Orioles are winning 9-5, to five, just got out of a uh, very sketchy inning. God, the bullpen comes in. Those stats that I talked about about 10 minutes ago, add about two more runs onto all those. Jesus. can't You know, the Orioles have a 9-3 to three lead going into the eighth inning, and everybody, I'm sure, is still on the edge of their seat like I am watching that damn shit. There's no such thing as a comfortable league with this Orioles pitching. Nice to finally see Tanner Scott come up, pitch for the Orioles. He had a little shaky inning there, but he got out of it. Uh, So, yeah, it's good to be a a sports fan here in Maryland. Are you a Capitals fan? A lot of people that I talk to were Raven fans and Orioles fans. They're not my team. They're Washington's team. Because I'm not a fan of the Washington Nationals. I don't even like when they win. If the Orioles are, let's say they're in the playoffs, they're knocked out, and the Nationals are in the playoffs, I'm not rooting for the Nationals. So I don't understand how a lot of sport fans, like if the Ravens get eliminated, people are like, well, I'm rooting for the Steelers because they're in our division. Hell no. I don't care who you are. If you're not my team, I don't want you to win. Now, I will root for one team over the other, depending on who's playing where and what and when and what the situation is. But just because you're in the division... Just because you're in the uh, hometown state that I live in doesn't mean I'm rooting for you. But I get that from a lot of fans. 
I like hockey, but I'm not a, a Washington Capitals fan, even though they live in Maryland. I am. We don't have a uh, hockey fan, uh, hockey team. So the Capitals have been a team I've always root for. So it's fun to watch them. Hey, as I look to my right, Chris Davis just got another hit. That's three hits today. I just wish he could have done that last week before breaking the record. If you get a chance, I didn't even know there's a Twitter account called Titanic Baseball. I haven't even really looked into it. Saw someone retweet it, but it's got Celine Dion's song from the soundtrack of Titanic of Chris Davis getting his first base hit of the year. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So now the focus is off Chris Davis a little bit. I mean, look, he broke the record. His name's going to be in the history books the rest of our lives for the wrong reason. Who knows if anyone's ever going to break that record again, what he did. But he got his base hit. Good for him. Let's move on. Because everywhere you looked, somebody was talking about him. Now the focus still on the Orioles for all the wrong reasons. First two weeks, man, the attention that the Orioles are getting is not good. Before the season even started, they're going to be the worst team that's ever played the game of baseball. Now it's Chris Davis not getting a hit. Now it's the Orioles. Are they going to break the record of giving up the most home runs 17 consecutive games? That's the record. Breaking the record. 16 is the tie. That's tomorrow. I think means pitches. So by the time this episode gets launched and then you may tune in, may have already happened. I don't know. But it hasn't happened yet, but we're one game away from tying it with Cashner giving up a home run. It's so stupid. Uh, I just wish, you know, get get all this shit out of the air. Because I know, again, the players say all the right shit. Uh, we're not paying attention to that. We don't listen to that. We don't read about it. We just go out and play bullshit. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what was going on with Chris Davis. Everybody knows about the Orioles pitching. They all know. The coaches, the managers, they, they know. So if they can just go out Sunday and not give up a home run, not all this negative attention on the Orioles, just go back to playing baseball, which they already were. I'm not saying this is this was haunting them and stopping them from playing good baseball. It's just, you know, the negative press. It can be exhausting. Hey, here's some good news. The Orioles have just won. Nine to five against Boston. Great win. Anytime you go into Fenway and you can pull out a win, it's a great day. It's a fantastic day. Great day because Chris Davis got a base hit. Or three of them. Four RBI. So that was good. And there's Rick Dempsey. <laughs> celebrating, going crazy. I mean, the guy is just a straight-up fan, obviously, too, because he's got a restaurant there when the Orioles do well. He does well, but he is a fan of the Orioles, and every time the Orioles win, he starts acting <laughs> as if they're going to go to the playoffs, or if a player has a good day, he's gonna he acts like they're going to win a gold glove or be the best hitter in the league. Not a little overdramatic. little dramatic Rick Dempsey can be after an Orioles win. But hey, don't forget, if you've seen any movies or TV shows that you can share with me or other people who tune in that you watch that you want to let us know about. I saw Hellboy last night. Not the best movie I've ever seen. Doesn't mean I hate it. Just wasn't the greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm not a big comic book fan guy. I'm sure I've made that clear before in this podcast, but I still will watch those movies because they're entertaining. I don't know who the fuck they are or what's going on, but I'll watch them. Because it is entertaining. Those Avenger movies, holy hell, those shits are off the wall. I did watch one 3D. I've seen one in IMAX. Shit's just entertaining. I don't care. I don't know who is who and what the hell's going on. It's still fun. But Hellboy, uh, another comic book movie I saw. I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be the greatest movie. It was okay. I give it two out of five stars. I can't remember the original one. This wasn't Hellboy 3. I think it was just a remake of the original. I, I don't know. 
but entertaining, whatever. Not really uh, following much Hellboy comic book, so I again, I forgot who was who. But I left the movie, and I said, okay. It was entertaining. Didn't change my life, whatever. Would I go back and see it again? Probably not. But I had fun while I was there watching the movie. But again, you compare those movies to, you know, Hellboy movie to the Avenger movies, you're probably not going to enjoy it. I think I mentioned I saw Aquaman. That was one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. I was never an Aquaman fan, but I'm like, hey, it's a comic book movie. Why not see it? Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm excited that's coming back on. I think I've mentioned before it took me eight tries to watch the the uh, uh, all seven seasons. My wife just put a knife up to my neck. I was basically like, you're going to binge this. Because I had to because it was it's starting this weekend. And I enjoyed. I I am a big Game of Thrones fan now. That uh, season five, six, and seven off the chain. That was awesome. And I heard that one of the scenes in episode in season eight, it took fifty five nights to film one fighting scene. So I'm looking forward to that, obviously. But I'm just not into those king and queen type shows and movies. But again, I gave it a whirl, a ninth time, and it worked. I like it. My wife, I think if she went to a Game of Thrones trivia, she'd win, hands down. That's a fact. <laughs> she loves it. I think she watched seasons one to seven like five times. You ask her a question about that show, she'll tell you. Boom. Drop of a hat. She'll know the answer. So I'm excited about that. Mindhunter on Netflix. I love that if you haven't checked it out. Season one. I think I've, I feel like I've been waiting for season two for like two years. It feels like it's been that long. <laughs> I love that show. Sometimes these uh, seasons, you're like, what the fuck is taking so long? Taking forever for the next season to come out. But keep me posted. I'll keep everyone else posted. You fill me in on uh, what you like out there. I'll make it part of the show. I'm always interested. We don't always have to talk baseball on here, right? Anything on your mind, you can reach out to me. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Congratulations to Chris Davis. Congratulations to the Orioles for winning. Hopefully they can continue to do that. Good luck trying to catch the Tampa Bay Rays. But anyway, till next time, see you.